Welcome listeners to our 93rd Oscar post-discussion. No, it is not the 93rd time we've done this. It's the 93rd <laughs> Academy Awards. So it's 2021. It's um, the movies that came out, at least in the US, in the year 2020. I know people were probably wondering what were they going to do for the Oscars that year because so many movies either were pushed to this year they were relegated, I don't know if that's the proper word to use, for streaming, and I did have some ideas. I had some predictions, so if you want to know my predictions first, before you hear my thoughts on the actual nominees, very first thing in the description below, check that out, that will take you to my predictions, and you can see how close I am or how far off I am, so I've got some strong reactions to some of these. Some of these just make total sense. Some of these are pretty surprising in maybe good and bad ways. So first off, let me just say this is your co-host Corbin. This is Alan. All right. So the first category we're going to be talking about is original screenplay. And I got to say, at least for me, this was a very exciting category. Now, I did predict two of these correct. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah and Trial of the Chicago 7 definitely makes sense. But what's exciting for me is, well, Judas and the Black Messiah, but also Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal getting so much Oscar love, how we're going to talk about that. And Minari just seems to be an all around the film to see, kind of like Parasite last year was the film to see. Alan, what mm -hmm. are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I haven't seen any of these and that'll be kind <laughs> of a, a running theme for this podcast. I haven't had um, as much of a chance to watch most of the ones that are uh, on these lists. In fact, most of them I haven't even heard of. But I know of Trial of the Chicago 7, Sound of Metal, Minari, and Judas and the Black Messiah. I've heard of all of those. Um, and I've heard great things about all of those. So I have a lot of watching to do. Um, but from what I have heard, uh, they seem to be ones that are really big this year. Um, that rightfully deserve at least a nomination from, again, from what I have heard. There are a couple snubs in this category that I, I'm really disappointed did not get nominated. And that would be Pieces of a Woman, uh, definitely deserved the screenplay in my opinion. And also Palm Springs. I really thought Palm Springs was actually a contender for original screenplay, but no such luck. So, oh well. All right, moving on to adapted screenplay. I gotta say, I was really shocked to see Borat subsequent movie film in this. I haven't seen yeah. the first Borat. I know somewhat about it, um, but it got quite a, quite a bit of nominations, more so than I ever dreamed of. I didn't really think it would get any. I did hear the um, supporting actress was pretty good, but I don't know. I guess I get to see it now, and I'll definitely review it and let you know if if I think it's any good, but right. uh, also the father is exciting to see that makes sense. One night in Miami, uh, of course, this, that's a no brainer. Um, no, such a fantastically written film. I did review it. Um, so any movie that we have already reviewed, like one night in Miami, tenant, um, the white tiger, things like that, there'll be more. All of that is linked in the description below. And of course, if you want to hear our reviews or our, discussions from previous Oscars. Um, all of the, uh, our Oscar talk will be in the description below as well. Um, yeah, the white tiger, I 
I thought that was a dark horse pick. Super excited to see the white tiger on here. It is excellently written. But of course, I'm going to get letters. I don't care. I don't think Nomadland should be on here. And Alan hasn't seen it yet, but mm -hmm. I gave it a five out of 10. I reviewed the movie on here. Um, Alan's cousin, who has been on the podcast before, gave it a 10 out of 10. So now where is Alan going to land is what I That's want right. to know. I'm super curious to watch it because uh, it's and that this is not its only category. It made a bunch of categories. So I'm curious to see where. Yeah. Where am I going to land with Nomadland since you weren't a very, very big fan of it? Um, we'll see what happens when I get to watching it. Um, I think it's on Hulu, right? Yep. It premiered on Hulu. All right. So I'll have to nab me a Hulu subscription. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get all the subscriptions now. <laughs> yeah, I know I have I have HBO Max, so I know I need to get myself um, a subscription to Hulu, as I said, and a subscription to Apple TV Plus because Greyhound is also on this list. Yeah, and Wolfwalkers. Exclusive to that only. Yep. Well, a sort of visual effects go was kind of a big surprise to me, actually. Um, I. I don't even, I don't think I guessed anything for visual effects mm -hmm. um, this year. Uh, but you know what? I am shocked, but I'm also kind of elated, actually, that Love and Monsters, which I just, I love that movie. I thought it wasn't going to be very good. I was judging the book by its cover, essentially, or the movie by its cover. I mm -hmm. watched it, and I just thought it was such a sweet film. It's great. It's one I will own. So I'm so enthused to see it got nominated for visual effects. Honestly, I don't think the visual effects are anything to write home about. I think in any other year, this would not have gotten nominated for visual effects. We would be seeing Dune on this list. We probably would be seeing, I don't know, Black Widow, just all kinds of other movies that really incorporated that stuff. But The Midnight Sky... Um, I think the visual effects are fine. I think the visual effects are in the vein of like gravity and other movies like that life they're just fine um even the very beginning of rampage where everybody's just kind of floating around in space um the stuff on earth is pretty good up in the arctic i think it's okay uh mulan i thought was okay as far as visual effects go it didn't make much of an impact on me the one and only ivan i saw the preview for that and i can't get anybody in my house to watch it with me <laughs> so uh i thought the visual effects looked just fine it's a disney plus original movie and mm -hmm. i know alan kept expecting tenant where's tenant i think this is the only nomination that tenant got which we might say is kind of a snub yeah i think i want to no, we got i got another one it got production design but that's it um which i mean rightfully though i think that both production and visual effects are deserving of an oscar nomination um, but I was expecting it to get more than just those two. I was expecting cinematography. I was expecting more than just those two. So I'm a little bit sad, but I also kind of understand, you know, why there are only two nominations. And even then, it still has two nominations. Still got visual effects and production design. Now, sound, I guess they, they consolidated it. I was wondering if they were going to consolidate sound. Because mm -hmm. uh, it used to be sound mixing and sound editing. Now it's just sound. Right. I remember uh, them talking about consolidating those two. I think they were going to do it last year or something like that. I know that for some people, there was some contention, but 
for a general audience is probably a, a better idea. So my only big shock as far as sound goes is news of the world. I don't think there's anything special about sound in that movie. And I saw it in an, yeah, I saw it in an actual theater with, mm. I don't know what it has, Dolby Atmos or something. It, I don't know. I don't think it made an impression. That seems really strange to me. That seems like they're grasping for straws. Um, Mank is a no brainer predicted that one. Uh, Alan predicted soul, I believe. Yeah, I predict. I just predicted so just out out of my hat because, <laughs> um, you know, I actually don't know why I predicted so for sound, um, outside of it just being a Pixar film. Yeah, um, Sound of Metal I think is a no brainer. I knew that would get that as well. And mm-hmm. Greyhound, which that's probably one of the only things going for that movie is <laughs> the sound design. Probably. Uh, I watched that many months ago. I don't, I believe I actually reviewed it. Um, could be mistaken, but it's in the description. If it's, if it's a reviewed, it's there. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, the sound was probably fine to make an impression on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are skipping short film live action and short film animated. Alan and I have seen neither of these. We don't have anything to say, so we're just going straight on to production design. Now, as for production design, uh, I think it all... Yep, you're right, Alan. Tenant got it. Nathan Crowley, who's done like almost all the production for Nolan's movies. We've reviewed all of Nolan's movies. He Mm -hmm. is consistently at the Oscars for his work on production design because he's just fantastic at it right yeah i gotta say news of the world it's just fine i mean any other year i don't think it's really anything special i don't think news of the world will win anything um mank is a no-brainer uh that one definitely deserved production it's wildly impressive Uh, ma rainey's black bottom looks fantastic i don't know much about the father i'm really excited to see it and see what they do with the production yeah, I am. I'm interested too with the father because that's one that, um, like, like with you, I haven't really heard of it. But it's like all over the place. It's got um, it's got many nominations. So I guess according to the Academy, at least must be something to look into. So I'm curious to know what that one's about. So the only possible snubs on here, I think, would be Trial of the Chicago Seven. I think that could have been nominated for production design instead of News of the World. And the one that I really wanted was actually The Devil All the Time. Got zero nominations, which I think is very ridiculous. But mm. it definitely think it should have got production design. Um, as for music original song, I don't think I've heard um, any of these songs except the Husavik from Eurovision, which is pretty fun. Um, I'll, we'll have to go back and listen to these. And once the Oscars roll around, we actually watch it. Then we can comment on the original song. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if, um, if I end up liking any of them, <laughs> uh, I know last year and I would even think that the year before that, I'm if we talked about original song, then wasn't a fan of original songs. Um, so we'll see if anything hits me this year. So as for original score, The Five Bloods got it, and I'm really curious to see that movie. Uh, Mank also, I uh, did I predict? Yeah, I predicted score for Mank. Um, mm-hmm. Minari, News of the World, once again, what? Um, and Soul, Soul I think was also a shoe in for it. Um, the only yeah. ones that I thought were possibly snubbed would be Judas and the Black Messiah, and. 
Yeah, I think that's all that I was I was guessing. You know, I'm kind of surprised that Hans Zimmer isn't on this list. I mean, I, I don't know what he's what he did this year in terms he of did, films. I think he did Dune. I think that's why. That's right. He was on <laughs> Dune. You're right. Um, but uh, I see Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross on Mank and on Soul. Mm. I know those names. I don't. I'm not super familiar with what else they've done, but. I'm going to keep an eye out for them because now they have two Oscars in the year of 2020, or at least two nominations. Yeah. So, and that, that's a big deal. So, so it was a good score from what I heard from the film. Um, but I'll go back and I'll listen to all these before the Oscars actually go live. That's a good point. I, that's cool. They're both nominated. So I'm curious to, especially because Soul and Mank are wildly different. So I, I'm, Interested to see, go back and actually listen to those scores by themselves. Right. Um, the only one on this list that I believe I know off the top of my head is James Newton Howard. He does, hasn't he done all the Shyamalan movies for the most part? Uh, he did the majority of them until f- maybe it was split. I want to, I want to say it was before split, but until um, M. Night went for a different composer. But yeah, he pretty much did all of the scores for Shaman. he's he's done so much i don't see him do a whole lot nowadays um like not like han zimmer but yeah he's a very good composer a very good composer as for makeup and hairstyling emma was nominated which was no surprise to me hillbilly elegy was also no surprise glenn close did a really incredible transformation ma rainey's black bottom um yeah some incredible makeup there as well mink once again a no-brainer and pinocchio which i gotta check out this pinocchio movie i have no idea how i'm going to get my hands on it but just from the still images i saw it looked really interesting so mm-hmm. i think i think maybe for the first time that i can say so far on this list that everything really deserves it and makes sense now once i go back and see some of the other stuff you know, I can say it, but I don't think really anything was snubbed here. I think this was a pretty, pretty good list. I've seen Mank here, uh, which how many times has it been in this list anyways? Um, what is that? 10 nominations oh, for wow. the year 2020. That's that's a lot. It makes so, sense. yeah, we'll see. I guess I've got to watch it. Apparently it's amazing, according to the Academy. So we are skipping over international feature film. We haven't seen any of these. I'm going to do my best to watch a couple every year. I usually get to watch one or two, maybe on a good year three. But I'm curious to see what these all are about. Now, film editing is surprising to me. Um, yeah, some movies are on here that I that I was not expecting, or at least I was hoping others were. Um, the Father, excited to see that. Okay, film editing for Nomadland, I don't think it deserves it. I think it's <laughs> just co- competently edited. I don't think there's anything right to write home about it. Promising Young Woman does surprise me how many nominations it got. I think that's exciting, though. I'm very excited to see it. Sound of Metal, also, I can't wait to see. And I did predict Trial of the Sh- Chicago 7 would get film editing. It's very well edited. The only other movie that I thought might get nominated for editing is The White Tiger, I think it actually has some creative editing that I enjoyed, but no such luck. Okay, we will be skipping documentary short subject and documentary feature. 
which I have I have not seen any of these. All right, directing. Wow, what a crazy list for directing. Another round, Thomas Vinderberg. I have no idea what that movie is. I've never even heard of it. <laughs> yeah. I've never even heard of it. David Fincher for Mank. I think there's no surprise there. Lee Isaac Chung for Minari's. It's pretty cool. I, I just can't wait to see Minari. It might be my favorite film of the year. That's actually why I haven't released my um, best films of 2020 yet is because I haven't seen Minari. I That's like actually I've been holding out for The Father and Minari pretty much. Um, Nomadland mm-hmm. for directing. That's not a surprise to me. See, I, I, I knew Nomadland would actually get nominated for all this stuff. I just don't want it to win any of this stuff Fair because enough. I'm of the very unpopular opinion that it's just a very okay movie. It's really nothing special whatsoever. Uh, go back and listen to my review. So I don't really think Chloe Zhao should be there. I, uh, I don't know. Um, Promising mm-hmm. a Woman, Emerald Fennel. So this is actually Emerald Fem- Fennel's feature film debut. He has only done the 2018 short, Careful How You Go. So that's why I was surprised is because I heard a, it, this was a very impactful film for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But for your first movie, hey, join the... Uh, first director's club that's very impressive yeah we've been seeing that a lot lately i know we've talked about it in uh oscars past where a lot of first-time directors are getting like nominations for their films which is a big deal costume design emma's a no-brainer ma rainey's black bottom's a no-brainer mank uh is a no-brainer i'm I think probably um, Pinocchio makes sense. I think Mulan is okay. I don't think it's very mm-hmm. fair that Mulan gets a nomination and The Great Wall with Matt Damon doesn't get one because <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like they are really similar in the costume department and there's there so many similarities between them. So, yeah, eh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I have seen Mulan. I haven't seen The Great Wall. Um, all I know from it is that joke from whatever it was at Oscars two years ago when Jimmy Kimmel was making fun of Matt Damon for it. Oh um, yeah, Mulan. I remember it being a. I, I remember I wrote a, a, a short review for it on Letterboxd. I essentially just said it's a pretty looking film with no substance. Mm. So I remember the costume design being all right. Being at least I was like, hey, that does look better than normal. So. Um, we'll see how it stacks up against these others when I do get to watching them. Um, but that's what I remember from Mulan out of this list. So it's kind of funny because I was actually expecting news of the world to get nominated for costume design. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it didn't get nominated. Um, I was also expecting maybe trial of the Chicago seven isn't there. The Devil All the Time isn't nominated for costume design. And Judas and the Black Messiah somehow is not nominated for costume design, which is strange to me, but mm-hmm. moving on to a big category, cinematography. I know, Alan, I know you're still sore that the lighthouse didn't get it last year. Very sore. Very I'm still I'm still not happy about that decision. You know what I'm sore about? I'm sore that Pieces of a Woman didn't get nominated for cinematography. I can't wait for you to see Pieces of a Woman. I think you're going to love it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have no idea. It has so many one shots in it. Um, I think it's very close to Birdman, how many like one shots there are. The cinematography is dynamic. It's incredible. And it, it, it was completely snubbed. So that's disappointing. But, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, 
I didn't really quite expect that one for cinematography. Mink makes sense. I think Mink is a technical marvel to reproduce a film that looks like it was supposed to be made in like the 30s or 40s, but it was done in 2020. I just thought the the story was all right. I mean, I, I reviewed it, so listen to my full thoughts, but cinematography makes sense. Um, News of the World, I don't think it deserves it at all. I hope it doesn't win. I don't think Nomadland really deserves it. I think it's a good looking film. I don't think it's just incredible looking. And The Trial mm. of the Chicago 7, I don't think really deserves cinematography either. So not happy about that. Yeah, I'm again, I'm really, cinematography has always been a category that I always eye yeah. a lot. Um, again, I haven't seen any of these, but I'm very excited, especially to see Pieces of Woman. Now you're saying that you think that it was absolutely snubbed. Because I know you've talked up that film to me a lot. So I'm really, really curious to watch it because I know it has a nomination um, somewhere in this list. So yeah. I'm curious. It, it should have had a lot more, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm not, not happy about that. Just like The Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, just like The year. Lighthouse. <laughs> um, animated feature film. I don't think any of these stuff was a surprise except Sean, the sheep movie. I haven't seen it, but I, we both kind of had a chuckle about that. Um, mm -hmm. the only one that I'm really happy about is over the moon. I think if I could pick any of these, I haven't seen wolf walkers yet. I watched the first couple minutes. If I could pick any of these, I would actually pick over the moon to win. Interesting. So you wouldn't pick either of the Disney films. I, yeah. I've heard onward isn't as great as soul. I've seen soul. I thought onward looked fantastic. I thought it had a good story. It was really fun. Um, I didn't think it was incredible or anything. I don't know. I feel like I'd have to go back and reevaluate them. I think Soul is a far more meaningful film, but at least Onward mm. does have some of that in there as well. But I gotta say, Over the Moon looks gorgeous. That's like reference quality for an animated film for me. And I thought the I thought the story was just as touching as Onward or Soul, just for me. And that's a gotcha. Netflix movie. Okay. I I'm now you got me interested. Um, okay, so I did look this up too. Shaun the Sheep, the the first one that came out in 2015, mm -hmm. um, that, that first, I guess, like new animated Shaun the Sheep movie, movies that have been coming out recently. Yeah. It also got an Oscar or uh, I guess a nomination for best animated feature. So oh. now that we have the sequel, Farmer Geddon, I guess it's just back for more. Um, yeah. So that's that a little tidbit, I guess. So great. Now I definitely have to watch Borat subsequent movie film because mm -hmm. the supporting the actress in it got nominated for the supporting actress category. Um, Glenn Close was nominated. Olivia Coleman was nominated. Amanda Seyfried, which kind of surprised me, but she's really good. And I don't know how to say her name for Minari, so I'm not going to try. But yeah, I think these are probably pretty good nominees. I thought um, Ellen Bernstein for Pieces of a Woman could have gotten nominated. And mm -hmm. yeah, I would say the rest of them made sense. Um, I did think the lady who was in Palm Springs might have got it as well. But oh, well, the, I, I still think this is probably a good list. I will withhold judgment until I see Borat too. Okay, actors in a leading role. Viola Davis, from what I saw of that movie before my wife made us shut it off because she thought it was too boring, uh, <laughs> uh, she was doing an incredible job. 
Um, I'm pretty excited to watch the United States versus Billy Holiday. That's one I know listeners, if you're listening to Saturday reviews, you know, I'm going to be getting to that one soon. But I was surprised it only got one nominee. I think a lot of people that's um, from Steve McQueen, I believe. So a lot of people were expecting more from that movie. I think it only got one, but it's in a big one. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman makes me so, so happy because she gives just the performance of a lifetime. It's incredible. Frances McDormand mm. in Land. I figured she would get nominated because I feel like you have to nominate Frances McDormand now, no matter what, since yep. she won. She did really good in Three Billboards. We reviewed that movie. I didn't we think did. her performance was just the best thing ever. I hope she doesn't win again. I don't think she deserves it at all. She does a fine job, but it's really nothing to write home about. Uh, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman was very surprising, but I have heard great things. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, actor in a supporting role goes to Sasha Baron Cohen, not in Borat. Thankfully, when I saw his name, I was like, no, don't say Borat because he's that's like kind <laughs> of a joke. Um, yeah, for his for his role in the trial of Chicago seven. Absolutely. I, uh, I don't know if I predicted that one. No, I did. I, I predicted maybe Cohen, but hopefully no one else. Please not Eddie Redmayne. Um, <laughs> I, Eddie Redmayne was kind of smug in that movie. I didn't like him, but Cohen did great. Daniel Kaluuya and Judas did fantastic. Um, Lakeith Stanfield also, I knew he would get it as well. Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami and Paul Racy in The Sound of Metal, which I have yet to see. So if I had to pick, I really think Daniel Kaluuya should get it. That performance was just powerful. And Alan, you got to see that movie before it leaves HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's going to be on. That's going to be high on the priority list. I am surprised that Sasha Baron Cohen is getting a nomination um, because at least for me, I always ref, you know, consider him to be, you know, Borat yeah. um, and other films that are like it, right? I mm -hmm. never didn't think that he was in the trial of the Chicago 7. That's very surprising to me. So I wonder, I'm, I, ever, I guess I haven't really looked it up, so it's very possible that he's in a lot more films that I'm just not aware of. But that's interesting to me that somebody like Sasha Baron Cohen is getting a nomination for a role that's not, you know, a complete joke. If I had to, if somebody came in second for me, I think it would be Leslie Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami. Of course, that could change when I see Sound of Metal, but great list. I'm very pleased with that. Um, the only thing that I, I really wish was different was um, I think Shia LaBeouf could have been nominated for either leading or supporting. I don't know how they would change change that or decide upon that for Pieces of a Woman. He did so good. So as for actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, I heard he does fantastic work. Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, I figured he would either get nominated for this or The Five Bloods. Uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, I heard is Dynamite. Gary Oldman, I had a feeling he would get nominated for Mank because he does very well. Not as good mm -hmm. as his performance in Darkest Hour. And I don't know how to say his last name, but Steven, I know him from The Walking Dead and Minari. That's really cool also. Um, but yeah, kind of just hoping to see Shia LaBeouf there. I was actually thinking there was a possibility that Tom Holland could be here for his performance in The Devil All the Time. 
Um, also, I was thinking there was a possibility Robert Pattinson could get nominated for supporting actor in The Devil all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for Sound of Metal to watch that. Um, I know my brother, for one of his film classes, uh, he was supposed to watch The Sound of Metal. So I know that he's seen it um, and he said it was really good. So I, And so I'm really curious because bringing it up in a film class, you know, a very recent release um, for a movie must be pretty good or have something to something of value to it you know if you're learning it in school so i'm re- so i'm really curious about the sound of metal especially since now that its main actor is being you know nominated for an oscar the only other person i thought that could be here is kingsley ben adir for i guess that would technically be in supporting role he played malcolm x in one night miami i thought he did fantastic as well and he could be there um, you know who I would replace with Chloe uh, Zhao in for Nomadland for directing? I would replace her with Regina King for directing. I didn't bring it up in uh, my not my predictions list, but I think Regina King probably would deserve it over Chloe Zhao. That's just my thought on it. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the final one: Best Picture. It's not a big list this year. It's only seven. Yeah. So, um, best picture starting with The Father. I don't think that was a surprise. I know that is many people's um, best movie of 2020. I've heard a lot. Yep. Judas and the Black Messiah. I was really hoping for that as well. Mank, I think is, I mean, I, I can understand why they got it. I don't think it deserves to be on here. Uh, Minari makes me very makes me even more excited to see it. Nomadland, you guys should know my thoughts on this movie by now. I don't think it deserves any of its nominations. <laughs> I don't think it deserves any of them. So I'm really not happy to see Nomadland on here, and I will be disappointed if it wins. Um, I think it's way too overhyped, in my opinion. Um, Promising Young Woman was very surprising to see on here, and Sound of Metal was also very surprising but i'm kind of excited both of those are on here and Mm -hmm. trial of the chicago seven i guess makes sense i think in any other year some of these movies wouldn't be on here is my guess right yeah that is a good uh a good thing to bring up is that because of you know the worldwide pandemic releasing movies in the theater isn't really happening most of them are being put out on to streaming services like net like netflix and HBO Max and whatnot. So, yeah, that's probably why there are only seven, because I think in years past, for the last couple of years at least, it's been about, you know, nine or so. And I think that they have spots for up to 10 for Best Picture. So, yeah, it is a bit small. But from what I've heard, the pickings that we have are nothing short of great, um, except for maybe Nomadland, according to you. (laughs) Yeah, according to me. Um, the only other ones that I would say is Mank. I gave that a six out of 10 with a weak recommend. I think most people won't like it. And I think that's mm. understandable, but technically it's marvelous. I just thought the story was just something I struggled to get to grasp onto. Um, so I'm happy with all of these best pictures. I am very disappointed though that Pieces of a Woman wasn't nominated for best picture. And I knew this was a real long shot, but I thought the devil all the time had a chance. Um, I think probably the worst thing of the devil all the time not getting anything. I really think that should have gotten adapted screenplay. I thought that was such a bummer. 
very ridiculous. Um, the only other thing is I thought the Willoughby's had a chance to get um, animated feature and it got nothing. But nevertheless, I of all of these, I have seen one of the best pictures. I've seen Trial of the Chicago 7, Nomadland, Mank, and Judas and the Black Messiah. So I've seen four of the seven. So I, I don't have too much work to go with those. Yeah, you're lucky. I have seen none of these. So I have a <laughs> lot of work. <laughs> Along with everything else that's on that's been nominated, I've seen only a handful of things. So I have some work to do before the Oscars happen. We both have some work to do. I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch all of the ones that I've already seen for Best Picture. That's something I do with my dad every year. We go ahead and watch all of them. Try to get around to the rest of the categories as well. Um, we've have seen some of these together already. But we, we've got time. It's March 15th right now, and we have till mm -hmm. April 25th, the very end of April. So we've got almost a month and a half-ish to see all of these. So I know what I'm watching for the next few weeks. I'm just going to be watching nothing but these, trying to get all of them in that I haven't already seen. Thankfully, last year was so sparse. There was like a really strong possibility what I watched would end up at the Oscars. <laughs> right. There wasn't a there wasn't a very high percentage of missing out on that. But listeners, right. we want to know what are your thoughts on this? Are you glad, happy? Maybe you don't care. Maybe you thought, eh, 2020, maybe we shouldn't really had Oscar predictions. Maybe we should have had the super Oscars and 2022 next year or something with all these movies coming out but nevertheless i am very curious listeners what do you think alan and i want to know you think there's some snubs you think everything was spot on maybe you got your list 100 right no matter where you're listening at make sure to comment and let us know and Today, we just released our review of Tom and Jerry, the 2021 film, a movie I have no doubt we will see probably nominated in every category <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Or the Razzies. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Of Nominated in every category of the Razzies, I should stipulate. So, uh, yeah, that review just dropped today, finishing off our Tom and Jerry movie review series. We did review the very first 93 theatrical film that's available now as well. Next Monday, we will be starting our Taken trilogy where we will be reviewing all three Taken films and maybe, just maybe, I'll get around to reviewing the TV series after I review Treadstone for The Born and Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, which I've been working on for over a year now. I promise it's still coming. Hey, I, I made good on the Cobra Kai. I watched all of that, so... The TV shows take a lot longer to get through and review. But Alan, thanks for joining me. Sure thing. All right, listeners, one last little treat for you. I will be reviewing the movies leading up to Zack Snyder's Justice League this weekend. Check the description below for when those movies are coming out. I'm going to be doing my own mini retrospective movie review series where I'm going to be taking a look at Batman v Superman, Joss Whedon's Justice League, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Also, both cuts of Batman v Superman. I'm going to be dissecting that as well. So that will be coming throughout this week. 
So there's going to be like a review dropping every day. It's going to be a big week. There's going to be pretty much content every day. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Go ahead and leave us five stars. A short written review really helps as well, no matter where you're at. Uh, we just appreciate you listening. We appreciate you subscribing, engaging with us here at the Silver Screen Guide community. Make sure to share with your friends and family so we can keep growing it because we love talking about movies and we love talking about them with you. Go ahead and check out the new Tom and Jerry review. Listen to Alan and I rip it apart. I'm not even going to pretend like it's good. And you're not going to want to miss our review for Taken as well because we've got some exciting and probably some surprising things to say about those movies. So we will see you then, listeners. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.